Welcome to Bad Influencer No Filter, a behind the scenes look at our series where we chat with the cast and some guest stars from our show. I'm Gabby Conti, the co-creator of Bad Influencer and the writer of the series. And today I am joined by the one, the only, Dumois. We had a great conversation talking about how she got started, what it's like running her account, and some Hollywood secrets. Let's get into it. Hi, Du. Hi, Gabby. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you doing today? Um, pretty good. <laughs> are you okay? No, a slow start. A slow start to the day. It's Wednesday, so. Got it. Yeah, because you do you record your podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, comes out on Thursday. Yeah, you, you were very active on the stories yesterday. A lot yep. of stuff going on. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, so those, to those who may not be familiar, which I, I think it, it's funny because I feel like people, there's either people who know who you are and are obsessed with you and like are, are a big follower and big fan. And then they are the small percentage, usually boomers that don't know who you are. So in case any boomers are listening and they don't know who you are, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and most importantly, your origin story and how you became the iconic celebrity Instagram gossip account that everyone knows and loves? Oh, wow. Thank, thank you for that. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how the account came to be was totally by accident. None of it was planned or premeditated. It happened during quarantine. Um, I had had an old fashion slash lifestyle Instagram account from 2013 that had about 35,000 followers, but it wasn't in use. It was like defunct. And during quarantine, I just was bored and I picked up the account and I didn't even know who was really following the account at that time. And I just posted a story, you know, something that I had seen people ask on Facebook and Facebook groups. It wasn't anything original. It was just something that I thought would be fun for whoever was following me at the time and it would help the days go by quicker right because we were all sitting at home wondering what the hell was going on so i posted this story that said um if you guys have any celebrity stories first or second hand that you want to share dm me and i'll post them and that's literally how it started so people started sending in encounters that they have had with celebrities you know and none of it was recent it was like encounters they had five years ago, 10 years ago, some were even 15 years ago. And it just snowballed into what the account is today. And that is definitely um, something that's more topical. We post celebrity news and pop culture news and information um, that is topical and what's going on currently. But it definitely didn't start it that way. It kind of started just like, I like to liken it to like, you're sitting around a campfire with like a bunch of your friends just like telling stories. I love that. That's what it started. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like, you know, I'm trying to get this going, compete with the big boys, E! News, TMZ, <laughs> Age well, 6, in that but, category. Well, I, I see you in that category because I find that they oftentimes are citing you as a source and oftentimes you have the scoop before they have the scoop. So, yeah, I mean, I have it's a double edged sword because I have the liberty to post. I don't have an editor. I don't have a team of people that I report to. I'm the one in control. So I could post immediately. That's why I think I'm able to get ahead of things um, quicker. Also, I think I also, you know, shout out to the readers of the Demois Instagram account and the listeners of the Demois podcast and the readers of the Demois newsletter. They're sending in tips to, you know, before 
TMZ and page six and E news are getting this information. So because I'm not constricted by a traditional, you know, corporate structure, I could post as quickly as possible. And I think that that's been an advantage for me to get the news out quicker. And that does kind of put you on the same pace of celebrities themselves, because oftentimes celebrities are breaking their own stories by posting on Instagram and you're able to like either directly post that or even get ahead of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we definitely try to get ahead if it's, you know, I like to say that we report like low stakes gossip. So it's like breakups, hookups, divorce, um, you know, things like that. If it's something serious, you know, I don't, I prefer not to touch it. Right. So, you know, I think it's fine if we post that two celebrities are dating and, you know, maybe it's not 100% accurate. You know, maybe they went on one date and it was it's over. Um, but yeah, sometimes celebrities do correct things on their own account that they see on Demois for sure. That's happened. I love that. Um, do you remember what the first, cause I, I think I was an earlier follower. I don't know if I was like one of your first, but I feel like when I was, I feel like you were still at the hundred thousands when I joined and you were private, right? Cause you were private yeah. for a while. Um, and, uh, so I'm curious, what was the first, do you remember like what was your first post that really like went viral where Dumois started being in the conversation with the mainstream media and less on just this like really cool group. You have like the best followers, by the way, and not just because I'm one of them. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. They really are. I don't know. God bless them. They're everywhere, by the way. They're all, they're like, they're in the, in the types of places that I don't frequent, right? Like they're in the cool, the cool restaurants, the cool events. Like that's not where I am. That's where they are. Um, yeah. So like I said, everything that happened in the beginning was you know, kind of just like store, uh, sharing, you know, like campfire stories because the world was shut down. So nothing was happening. So the turning point really came in January of 2021 when the world started getting back to normal. Somebody had sent in a tip that Harry Styles, they sent in a blind item. So it didn't say Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, but somebody had sent in the tip that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde had attended his manager's wedding together in Santa Barbara. And that was really the turning point. And then after that, the floodgates opened. Somebody sent me a tip that Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum were dating, something that they both denied, you know, pretty heavily in the beginning. But obviously now they're engaged. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it was it was Harry and Olivia, Zoe and Channing. It was some tips about Kim Kardashian's divorce before it was really made public. It was Margaret Qualley and Shia LaBeouf breaking up. I don't know if you remember they I were do, a couple. yeah. yeah um, wow. It was about Kendall's 818 tequila before it launched. All that got set into me before their traditional news media was able to write about it. Um, so I got ahead of all those stories in January wow. of 2021. And that's when people started to be like, okay, this is like a leak account. This is an account that, you know, um, is going to post the news before anyone else. And it just sort of sort of it just been building since then. And it's not just an Instagram account. You know, I have other outlets that I've built in the past two years um, to sort of not only rely on posting on Instagram. Well, yes, you have your amazing book. 
right. always have it. Anon, please, oh right? God, thank you. Yeah. Yes, love this. Uh, which I hear is is coming out in paperback right now, right? Yes, Soon? on November twenty first. That would make that makes an amazing holiday gift, especially with traveling. You want a light book to travel around with. It's so so good. You have your newsletter. You have uh, your podcast, which is an incredible podcast. Um, and, and then all the merch. Am I missing anything? Because I know you really have like expanded yourself from so much more than just this Instagram account. Yeah, we also have subscribe uh, subscribers on Instagram, Instagram subscriptions, mm -hmm. where it's a small group, obviously, because you have to pay um, a very small fee per month. Uh, but it's like a safe space for me. It kind of reminds me of like the early days of the account because I just feel more comfortable posting the really juicy stuff to a s smaller group of people. Um, so that's definitely a place like where if you want more information or they get, they get a lot of the information first, eventually it does trickle down to the main feed or the newsletter or the podcast, but the subscribers really get in, um, at the ground floor. Yeah, I, I have a subscription and I will oh, say it's okay. I, I'll say it's worth it because I feel like there's a lot of other accounts that have like got on the subscription wagon like when it first came out and they don't utilize it as much as you do. So I definitely would say I get my money's worth, uh, but I always have to be so careful to like look up and make sure it has that purple thing because I use you a lot as a source for Hollywire when I report entertainment oh. news. And I always have to be so careful to be like, no, no, no. If it's a subscription thing, I'm not reporting on it until it goes on the main feed because I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Yeah, because I try, to, like, I try to keep it contained because I don't think it's fair um, that people pay for the information and then it gets leaked because it definitely yeah. has been leaked on TikTok and on Twitter. And oh. I just don't think it's fair to everyone else who's paying. Um, yeah, I think I think the information there is always good. And like I said, I'm not gatekeeping it just for you guys. I mean, there is some stuff that I that has been posted to subscriptions that have never has never seen anywhere else. Um, but I, I'm definitely like the bigger pieces of information, the subscribers just hear about it way before everyone else. Yeah, I love that. Um, and speaking of subscribers and followers, uh, when having such a massive account as you do and the theme that we had in our show, Bad Influencer, is dealing with the haters and dealing with the trolls. Um, I interviewed Perez earlier this week, and he said that his method is he doesn't block them and he sees their like negative comments as a currency because it's, it's his engagement, it's his interaction. I know you've spoken about this in the past, especially how when you post clips of your podcast, the common comment you get is give us, she, give it, give us nothing or whatever right. because they haven't listened to the podcast. Right. But how do, how do you deal with that growing this account from a, you know, a couple of 10,000 followers to millions of followers today. How do you deal with, with all the comments and also keep up with all the DMs and all the people reaching out to you? I block. I have a different method. I just don't want that. Like, I don't want those negative vibes, vibes on my account because like we said earlier, the people who are avid readers of any sort of uh, Demois content are amazing and they're great. And I don't, I'm, and also I just want to say, I'm fine with opinions. Opinions are fine. But when people personally start attacking me when I'm just the messenger or people are mean, like they get blocked, they get booted out. They don't deserve the content because I work really, 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 really hard on producing all these different avenues of content. So I, if they're going to be negative, if they're going to be mean, like, you know, Go over to Perez. I guess he allows it. I guess he allows it. But I, I do see his point where, you know, they don't realize that they're commenting and, and whatnot is boosting engagement. And then in the end, that does help the creator. 
because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's all about engagement. It's all about numbers. Sometimes, sometimes it's not, sometimes it is. Um, so they don't realize, or maybe they do, I don't know that they're, they're actually helping more than they're hurting, but I just don't like that negativity. Well, it also kind of goes with the whole there, – there's an element of a club almost to follow Dumois and to know about Dumois. Uh, and even though people are welcome, I think you blocking people kind of maintains it to be like that club, like a club where everyone's welcome. But if you uh, if you kind of ruin it, then yeah, n- no thanks, right? Yeah, and I also think that there's some people that just are crazy, to be <laughs> honest, and they can't handle or consume what I'm saying. So I, I, I consider that like I'm doing them a favor. Like, let me let me take you out of your pain and misery of seeing that Harry Styles shaved his head and just remove you from the equation and block you. So you don't have to you don't have to be tortured. So sometimes that's that's also my uh, mindset when I'm blocking. Well, and because also fan culture in general, right? You have the fans, you have the stands, and then you also have the shippers. And I'm sure you deal a lot with this when you do post that a couple is together and that one of those people in that couple used to be dating someone else. And there was a big fan base for that nuke, that old couple, like how they deal with that or or just like how how do you how are you able to manage these stands and these shippers, um, but still continue to do your job? Well, first of all, I had to learn about them because mm. I didn't know that they existed um, so passionately behind the scenes. <laughs> and sometimes they'll submit blinds and I can't figure out who it's about. And then I realize it's about like Benson and Stabler from Law and Order SVU, who has <laughs> a huge shipper fan base. Like these people think that they're really real life lovers. So those, that fan base specifically will sometimes slip in a blind item about them and I have no idea who it's about. And then I realize it's about them and I'm like, oh, they got me again. So <laughs> I had to learn. I had to learn a, about a lot of these different shipping fan bases. I didn't know that they existed. Dakota Johnson and Jamie Doran is like another one from the oh, Fifty Shades. Fandom. Yeah. Have you encountered that the ever, uh, ever, what is it? The... It's it's ever after or like the universe with it's like hero fiends tip yes. in yeah because that's a massive that's another massive fan base that like you wouldn't know off the top of your head if you're right, not a fan right, right? Yeah. If you're not in it yeah they, yeah they don't try to get one over on me as much as like the Law and Order crowd but um, yeah they exist they believe that these celebrities are real life in a real life secret relationship even you know. Or Chris Evans is another one. He doesn't necessarily have a shipping fan base, but he has a fan base that probably thinks that his marriage isn't real at this oh, point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's sad. Well, speaking of the fans and their theories, there another part of entertainment news that we've been seeing a lot is the conspiracy theories, which I guess is more on social media. We get if you get on that for you page on TikTok, you go down these crazy conspiracy theories. Do you believe in any of these Hollywood conspiracy theories, um, or what is your take on on dealing with all that? I don't believe in any of them. <laughs> Some of them are just so wild. They are and ridiculous. I think that there is a bunch of crazy shit that happens in Hollywood, but I don't I don't necessarily think anyone has gotten it right yet, honestly. Mm. Like I think the theories that you see out there, and I don't mean the I don't mean the theories that like about a, cele- a celebrity's sexuality. I don't mean that stuff. I mean like some of the crazy crazy stuff that you see on TikTok. Um 
I, I don't think it's accurate, but I do think crazy stuff happens in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, well, Taryn Manning uh, said on Whitney Cummings' podcast about gold juice being offered it three times. Do you think that is a real thing? I know you kind of talked about that on your podcast last week. Well, I actually talked to Whitney about it. And Whitney, mm. like, um, I think it's a metaphor. I was like, oh, I thought it was actual juice. Because yeah. you, you hear about, like, these celebrities that, I don't know, ingest, like, some sort of, like, plasma or something to like stay young. So that's mm. what I thought she was talking about. But Whitney had said that she thought it was a metaphor and that she was actually going to have Tar um, Taryn back on her podcast to, I guess, oh. talk more about it because I think I'm sure the clip went viral. A lot of people asked me about it. That clip went, yeah, that clip went viral. I saw it from my conspiracy theory friend before I saw it on mainstream media. Well, I think <laughs> after she said to me it was a metaphor, somebody else messaged me and they said that they thought she was talking about the Illuminati. Mm. So, I mean, do I think that exists? I mean, in a sense, maybe. Why not? You know, I think that there's definitely like groups of people that are running Hollywood in high standing positions. Um, I don't know if they call themselves the Illuminati, but I don't think that that's far off. Well, we've seen a lot of, and I know you were just watching this because I saw you posted it. I was watching this last night too. The Twin Flames escaping oh my God. Twin Flames. Gabby, I'm obsessed. No, I'm no, obsessed no. Too. So then somebody messaged me and they were like, okay, there's also an Amazon Prime um, documentary about it. So I started watching that last night and I'm like, even though it's like kind of the same information, I like can't get enough because it's wild. Well, I listened to the podcast first. There's a podcast, Wondery released it. And if you are unfamiliar of the Twin Flames universe, basically it's this cult where they told you if you joined this cult, you would find your Twin Flame who's supposed to be like your soulmate, your life partner. You might have heard Twin Flames from Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. But actually like the true meaning of Twin Flames are toxic and they're not the person you're supposed to be with. But this cult is insane. There's the podcast. And then so you watched the bo you watched both docuseries I watched the Netflix one first and now and then I started the Amazon one last night and I'm in the middle of that one. And it's oh just my goodness. it doesn't it doesn't cease to amaze me that these poor people were basically brainwashed into yeah. literally not only, you know, thinking things, but doing things. Like doing right. things in real life that affected their life, like in a bad way. And actually one of the people in the documentary, um, one of their family members reached out to me and they were like Thank you so much for like bringing awareness to this. You know, our family member is still part of this. And, you know, our our other family member talked about it in one of the documentaries. I, I don't want to say who it is, but um, and I was just like, yeah, of course. Like, I, I felt so bad for them. It's just so mind boggling, to be honest. Well, I was shocked to see that after the Vice article, after the podcast, after the two docu-series, that if you still go to that website that they reference in the docu-series, that website is still active. Like this, I, I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, I went on it. Right? I went on it, yes. And I also went on their TikTok. So oh, no. They, so they have these two, I don't want to like ruin what the documentary right. is about because I want people to be just as surprised at like some of the uh, things that they make people do, but they have these two people on their TikTok. I'm assuming that they're their new spokespeople because, mm -hmm. you know, as, as you watch the documentary, they ha they ha they need to have spokespeople to be like, this method works, right? Like, I found my twin flame. So 
these two people all over their TikTok. I'm assuming they're a couple who are claiming that they're each other's twin claims. So they're Mm -hmm. still going strong trying to promote this, which is wild. So wild. wild. So wild. Oh, man. Well, I the whole – it sounded like a tangent, but the whole reason why I brought that up is also because with, like, the beliefs of the Illuminati, there's also – there is a belief that there's a lot of cults in Hollywood. Um, Miley Cyrus was rumored to be in one, which I believe you ended up sh- uh, shutting she wasn't. that rumor yeah. down, right? I, I, yeah. I had a pretty good source, and I asked them, and they were like, no, she's just friends with the two – what happened was she was, in, she was pictured with two um, girls who were in this cult. I forget the name. So everyone just like spun that out of control that Miley was part of the cult. So I asked specifically and they said, no, she's just friends with these two girls. Okay, good. Well, a lot of influencer culture in general can sometimes feel a little culty. Um, and I know your stance on covering influencers is that you're selective about it. Because I remember you said once that you kind of feel like you're somewhat in that space, so you don't really want to be reporting on them. But oftentimes when they come into the mainstream media, you do have to report them. So how do, how do you decide on who you're covering and if you are covering influencers or if you're going to focus more on celebrities? Well, I think in the beginning I did cover a lot of New York influencers because I live in New York. So <laughs> yeah. it was interesting to me. But as the account grew, I found people would be like, who is this person? Like, you know, I don't know who that is. So I just then decided at that point to scrap the whole influencer category as a whole. Cause I realized that it's, you know, people think that the world revolves around New York city, but it doesn't. And not everybody knows every New York influencer I was posting about. So I, I haven't really reported on influencers in a while, ex- except for the exception of Ariel Charnas mm-hmm. when she, um, the business insider article came out about something maybe people were really interested in that. So I kind of couldn't avoid it. Um, but that's what I refer when I refer to influencers, that's what I mean. When I refer to not reporting on people in the same space as me, that, that I mean, like I would never post any rumors about like Ryan Bailey. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like are people that people that do the same thing that I do online that that are the same type of content creator. So that I I never did. That makes sense. But the fashion and New York City influencers I touched on in the beginning and then I realized not everybody cares about them. So it, I just scrapped it. How do you think uh, Hollywood, A-list Hollywood celebrities in general are dealing with all of these influencers coming into their space like the Addison Rays and the D'Amelios? Um, I think that they reacted by... Uh, having more presence, a more, mm. a more presence on social media and getting the brand deal- deals themselves. Like I just saw Sarah Michelle Geller do an ad for Fidelity Bank. Oh, wow. On her Instagram. Hmm. And it's funny because Fidelity Bank was um, a brand that I reached out to, to work oh. with. So I think that that's, that's how they're reacting. They're just having more of a presence on social media and they're doing the brand deals just like influencers. I love, well, so I guess in a way they should be thanking the influencers because they're getting more income from them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, with the strike and everything, I'm sure they're happy to have another source of income, but yeah, if you really look at it, like even A-list celebrities, a lot of them have done brand deals on Instagram. Yeah. So they they threw their hat in and said, let's, you know, let's do it. Why I'm I'm better I'm bigger than an influencer I'm a celebrity Why shouldn't I be you know getting six six to seven figures to post something on Instagram And the Kardashians were really I think the first ones to 
the first type of celebrity to do brand deals on Instagram. Yeah. And the Kardashians are so interesting because they were shunned from the industry for so long. And now they really, I mean, Kim being man of the year on G- in GQ, like yeah. she's really, they really have worked their way to be that mainstream celebrity. Yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I think people give her a lot of shit, but they worked hard. I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. Totally. Definitely. Um, and so your book, uh, to, go, to get back to that, we talked about really quickly, uh, your book, Anon Please, absolutely loved it. So this is a, it's a fiction book, but it is somewhat based on true events, would you say? Yeah, I would say that it's definitely inspired and based on the events of my life, the first year of running the Demois account as we know it. Um, so there's a couple of stories in there that are complete fiction. I would say one or two, but for the most part, everything else is based off things that happen in real life, including a lot of the characters, if not, like I would say 80% of the characters are based are based on real people. It's almost like the characters are blind items where you have yeah. to like figure out like who you're talking about. No, I, I, I said that to my publisher. I was like, this is like one big blind item, this book. <laughs> um, and you know, for legal reasons, we had to change the names of the celebrities that we reference. But yeah, it's like one big blind item. I love that. Uh, well, so we are in the in talks of developing a season two of Bad Influencer, which if you are if you are down, we would love to have you reprise your role of yourself in it. Oh my goodness, of course. <laughs> um, we're planning on setting the show in LA this season because we did New York last season. Uh, but I'm curious from the things that you see in covering entertainment news um, and also what you see with influencer culture, is there anything that you would like to see on season two that you think like there needs to be a fiction version? of that and we should definitely tackle it um not to put you on the spot yeah i mean was there any (laughs) were there any like influencer scandals that uh that happened like since the last one i mean yeah d'amelio's got uh under fire for cosplaying walmart Oh, that's a good one. That, and that's another, I feel like all of those scandals though, they repeat themselves. Like the D'Amelios are not the first celebrity to be called out for like doing something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Dumois, tell us, what are you working on? What's next for you? Um, the paperback book comes out November 21st. I'm also developing an app, a Dumois World app. I love that. Um, What's going to be on this app? The first rollout is going to be um, like restaurants. So everyone asks me every day, like, where's your New York restaurant list? Where's your Chicago restaurant list? Where's your Boston restaurant list? Now it's all going to be in this app. I love that. Very easy to access. I need that because I feel like anytime someone comes to LA, I want to take them to like an LA restaurant where they can see celebrities. And I always like blank on where that is. Well, you are going to have the time of your life (laughs) playing around on this app because all the information is there. It's basically a catalog of all the Sunday spotteds from the past two and a half years. Oh my God. I love that. That's like an amazing tour guide for any time you travel to any city ever. Yeah. And plus we have other features and we're going to be rolling out other things, but that's the first rollout. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully the end of December we're working on it. Well, we've been working on it, but. Well, that's a great holiday present. It's free. It's free. It's free. <laughs> present, free present for yourself. I love yeah, that. Exactly. I love that. Well, Dumois, thank you so much for talking with me. This was so much fun. And uh, stay tuned for season two because we'd love to have you back. Uh, and it would be so fun to work with you again. Of course. Thanks, Gabby.
Oh, what a great conversation with Dumois. It is always such a pleasure speaking with her and hearing her incredible insight. And make sure you support Dumois by listening to her incredible podcast, Do You, getting her book, Anon Please, coming out soon in paperback. That's seriously going to be such a great holiday present. And checking out her app when it comes out, her new app. I cannot wait to see it for all of the best recs to find out where to go in all the major cities so you can eat and be seen like a celebrity. If you liked Bad Influencer and want to hear more podcasts like it, please support our female-driven, female-led narrative storytelling network. The best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Emerald Audio Network and go to emeraldaudio.co. That's emeraldaudio.co to join the Hidden Gems Club. This is our community club for things like early access, bonus content, and even things like merch and giveaways. It's completely free to join. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review and sharing the show with your friends and family.